Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Days of Gentle Rejections, a blog post written and narrated by Robert Fairhead from the Tall and True Writer's Website. In these days of instant gratification via the web, emails and social media, it's hard to believe once upon a time wannabe writers would type and print their manuscripts in double-line spacing and post them to publishers with a replied paid self-addressed envelope. And then wait and wait and wait for an offer to publish or, more likely, a feared rejection letter. I lived in England from the late 1980s to the mid-1990s where I had a creative purple patch, writing and submitting short stories to lifestyle magazines and writing competitions. I don't mean I got published a lot. I didn't. But I kept coming up with ideas, fleshing out plots and characters on trains to and from work, and banging stories into my old Amstrad PC at night to print out and post in the morning. And for a while there, I was an assembly line worker, mass-producing short stories. Thankfully, those were the days of gentle rejections. So not only did I feel publishers and competition judges had personally selected and read my writing from the slush pile, it also felt like they were offering me constructive criticism and inside tips on suitable markets. I was pleased to receive your short story, Mistaken Identity, which I have read with interest. Sadly, I do not feel that this is right for publication in our magazine. I am sorry to disappoint you about this, but wish you every success with it elsewhere. Elsewhere? Aha! That must be a tip to send my interesting manuscript to another magazine. Dear contributor, many thanks for giving me the opportunity to read your manuscript. Unfortunately, it is unsuitable for my weekly. With best wishes, yours sincerely, the editor. All right, all right. Maybe the world isn't ready for mistaken identity. But what about a new outlook? Dear Mr Fairhead, I am returning your short story, A New Outlook, which I'm afraid we do not wish to take any further. I'm sorry that the pressure of work here means we can only enter into correspondence about those stories which we feel might, after revisions, be able to be broadcast. Yours sincerely, Literary Manager, BBC Radio Drama. Hmm, a lesser writer might be disheartened at this point, but perhaps instead of publishing or broadcasting, I should focus on writing competitions, like the then-annual Ian St James Awards. This is excellent. Well-drawn characters, convincing dialogue and fast-moving plot. Pass forward for our next round of judging. Yes, at last. Success. Well, almost, because I didn't get through the next round of judging. But there was always next year. You write well and capture the atmosphere of Bangkok effectively. It would be improved if you worked on the plot, which is rather disjointed. However, I like your use of flashbacks, which reveal much about your main character. So close, so close. But the following year proved to be the closest I got to a resounding positive critique from an Ian St James judge. A well-written, ambitious and impressive piece of writing. The author's flair for language is considerable. But I think, plot-wise, this entertaining story exceeds both the limits and the rules of the genre. And I feel this would be better suited for a novel because it isn't quite self-contained enough as a short story. There were many more rejection letters when I lived in England, and then I moved back to live in Australia. Life overtook me, 
and my purple patch with short stories ended. I discovered other outlets for my creativity, but by then the age of the rejection letter had also passed, and emailed rejections never felt quite the same. Oh well, J.K. Rowling received more than a few rejections too. The first literary agent to whom she sent Harry Potter responded with just a slip of paper rejecting her manuscript. And from the sound of it, J.K. Rowling's slip of paper wasn't anywhere near as encouraging as my gentle rejections. Hi, I'm Robert Fairhead from Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writer's Website. I wrote the Days of Gentle Rejections blog post in September 2017. At the time, I was going through some of my old short stories from my Purple Patch years in England, looking for writing to share on the newly launched Tall and True. Filed with the yellowed hard copy printouts of my short stories were the rejection letters I had received for them. A mix of personalised and pro forma responses, most were printed, but some, such as judges' critiques, were handwritten. And all were gentle and often constructive in their rejections. I wanted to share my stories and my experience as a writer on Tall and True, which is why I wrote the blog post. Sadly, nowadays, similar examples of gentle rejections are few and far between. However, I'm a regular participant in the monthly Furious Fiction Writing Competition run by the Australian Writers' Centre. I've narrated many of my short story entries for this podcast. And while I'm yet to bask in the winner's spotlight, I've always appreciated the Furious Fiction letdown emails such as this one from June 2021. If you missed out on a mention this month, remember that it's a subjective judging process, not a pass-slash-fail thing. What we're trying to say is, you didn't fail. In fact, quite the opposite. You expanded your imagination and may have sparked an even bigger or better idea from your efforts. And hey, it's free, and it's a great way to learn, especially if you read the judges' comments on the stories that do reach the shortlists. Plus, you'll have another chance to try again next month. How good is that? As a writer, I'd say that's a good example of a gentle rejection. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tall and True Short Reads. You can read all my short stories, blog posts, and other writing at tallandtrue.com. You can also buy my short story collections from the Amazon Kindle and Kobo online bookstores. The next episode of Tall and True Short Reads will appear in your podcast feed shortly. In the meantime, don't forget to check your feed for earlier episodes from seasons one and two. And follow or subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it via your favourite listening app. Doing so helps other listeners find us. And finally, please support this podcast by telling your family and friends about Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writers website. 